Eagles Entertainment. Welcome, Eagles, everywhere to the Eagles Insider Podcast, presented by Lincoln Financial Group. I'm Eagles Insider Dave Spadaro, and we are ready for the preseason finale. It's been a pretty crazy preseason, right? Just three preseason games, four days of joint practices, two against the Patriots, two against the Jets. And the Eagles looked really good this week against the Jets, as well they should. I mean, I just haven't seen anybody block the Eagles' defensive line. I'm so interested to see what this looks like in the regular season. I'm super high on Jonathan Gannon. I know he hasn't shown anything in terms of scheme in the preseason game, and I know that he won't against the Jets, but he didn't practice, and the Eagles' defense looked really good. So uh, we'll see against both the New England Patriots and against the Jets, the Eagles' defense shined. The offense had some big moments for sure, particularly in the pass game. Struggled a bit in goal line situations, so that bears some watching. Eagles need to get it into the end zone. They need to convert third and shorts. All part of a work in progress for the Philadelphia Eagles, who, of course, open the regular season on September 12th at the Atlanta Falcons. In this Eagles Insider Podcast, we will talk to Ross Tucker, who's our color analyst in the booth, along with Scott Graham, the play-by-play man. I'm on the sidelines. Preseason television broadcast. You can watch the game in Philadelphia on NBC 10 at 7.30 on Friday night. Follow us, of course, PhiladelphiaEagles.com, our official app as well, and our social media channels. Our coverage begins at 6.45. But the feature today is Jalen Hurts, second-year quarterback from Oklahoma and from Alabama. And I'd never met him face-to-face throughout the entire 2020 season, of course, with covid No face-to-face meetings, no face-to-face time. The first time I met Jalen Hurts, I sat down and interviewed Devontae Smith the day after the Eagles made him the first-round draft pick in the 2021 draft. Devontae came in, we interviewed in the Novacare Complex Auditorium, and then I walked over to a bunch of people and introduced myself and said, hey, I'm Dave, and I looked up and said, it's Jalen Hurts. And so we hadn't met, and we hadn't done a face-to-face interview until this week. As the Eagles came off the practice field on Wednesday, their second of two joint practices with the Jets, number one came strolling over to me after a lengthy period of time on the field, working with some routes in the end zone with Zach Ertz, working on some timing throws, also posing for a selfie with a fan, a Jets fan, who kind of shanghaied him at the little moment there. Let me rephrase that. With a Jets fan who asked for a picture, and Jalen very willingly obliged. And then he came over, we sat down, and we talked, and we talked, and we talked. And here it is, my first exclusive interview with Eagles quarterback Jalen Hurts. Joint practices with the New York Jets in the books. Now it's time to talk to the quarterback. Hi, everyone. I'm Eagles insider Dave Spitero with Eagles quarterback Jalen Hurts. Um, Okay, a couple things, observations, because I don't, first time we've ever sat this close together and done an interview. You're coming off the field, a kid wants a picture with you, you do it. Um, I wonder, have you in your life ever gotten a picture with an athlete, gotten an autograph? Did you have, were you a, a fan at one point when you were a kid? Um, always, you know, and I think, and I was reading this book the other day and it was talking about every mentor needs a mentor. Um, and I just look back and think about all the people that have been positive influences in my life. Um, going to the Houston Texans practices, growing up as a kid, being a ball boy for my dad as a kid, and always been around the, the older guys and learning from them and 
want to spat my ankles like them and just be like them. Um, and, you know, now I'm able to be a mentor to uh, so many kids across the country and even to have a Jets fan uh, come up to me and want to take a picture, it means a lot. So it's all love. You do spend a lot of time with the fans. You do believe you can make a difference in young people's lives, don't you? Absolutely. And I think um, it's all about positive energy and um, being genuine. Um, and I think it's easy to, it's easy to see, see the passion in the person. And um, I'm, I'm, I'm blessed to be an influence and um, hope to keep it that way, you know. I don't know you very well. I listened to your press conferences. I've gotten to know you a little bit. I would call you a deep thinker. Would you agree with that? Um, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a wise man, I guess. Um, I, I get a lot of wisdom from my, my father and my mother. And um, I guess I was just raised right. <laughs> Jalen, why is football so great a game? Why do you love it so much? I love it for a few different reasons, but um, I love the ball. I love, I love throwing it. I love having it in my hands. I love making plays, and I love the, the team requirement of, of being together, having to work hard to achieve a common goal and um, something great. So um, it, it takes a lot, and it's a challenge every day we wake up. But um, we all embrace that challenge, and we all attack it every day, um, trying to get better and you know win. More observations, me to you. You come out here, you're very animated. You have a good time. You and Coach Nick have the same, it seems, passion for the game. Do you? Do you share that? Do you feel that you share that with him? I think we, we share a lot of great qualities. Um, we're both competitors, both want to win, um, both bring energy and, and know how to lead. Um, and I admire him for how he does stuff, and, um, and I just want to continue to build on it, you know? Well, how do you lead? How do people lead? Is it born leadership? Do you develop into a leader? Have you always been a leader? And the thing about leadership is people lead, or people lead because their peers let them lead. and that, 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 that comes from, that can come from a few different things. It can come from work ethic. It can come from doing it by example. Um, it can come from setting the tone and it can come simply from doing your job. So I go out there, I try and do my job. I try and be a good influence. I try and do all the right things and not be a hypocrite ever. Um, I don't ever want to be in a situation where I'm telling somebody to do something that I'm not doing. So I hold myself to a high standard to do those things and to represent myself um, in the right way for the football team. Jalen, you have, I, we talked about the mentor thing and people you idolize. I, I noticed that you will often refer to Muhammad Ali in your, in your yeah. writings, in your messages. Why? Um, I, I admire everything he was about. Um, the grit, the toughness, the wittiness, the wisdom he had. Um, I admire it so much. And he's a, he's a downright gritty competitor. And, I mean, along, along with other guys, Michael, Kobe, um, all the greats, uh, I aspire to, to be like them. Do you think that being great is not just the natural talent, that it actually, there's more to it than, than physical ability? This is what I say, you wake up every every day, Jay Prince said this, a Houston legend. Um, Jay Prince said you wake up every day with, with a chance and a choice and it's up to you to to do what, what you want with that. And that's what I truly believe. Um, greatness is for everybody if you if you choose to chase it. So. I'm trying to chase it. I'm chasing every day. Adversity is something that you've had to overcome so many different ways. What's the lesson for people out there who are watching that uh, if things don't go your way, what do you do to overcome that? Yeah, I think perseverance is bound to happen somewhere along the road. Um, whatever, whatever it is, whatever endeavor you try to chase, whatever uh, road you're on, whatever bridge you have to cross, um, there's going to be perseverance you have to see through. And um, 
you know, I've, I've been I've been prepared through through many different trials and um, different challenges along the way, and I don't think there's anything um, that can hold me back from that. So, is, is there one Jalen that stands out more than any that that you've had to overcome that has really had an impact on your life? I think they all have had a, a great impact on my life, and they've they've all not been specifically um, impactful towards me. It's been other people. It's been me learning from other people. Um, seeing how other people handle situations and learning from their mistakes. So I always say I'm a sponge and I always want to be that. I always want to continue to grow and learn from those around me and um, do what I need to do, you know, for the Eagles. Jalen, when did you think you had a chance to be an NFL player? <laughs> I never thought about it. Really? I, I High school, you were tearing it up, you never thought about it? No, nah, I, I, I was <laughs> had a lot of different things on my mind in high school. I couldn't recall, but I mean... You work hard, you put the work in, and um, you trust the process of everything, and the results will come. So I just kind of put the work in and tried to do everything I need to do, listen to my parents, listen to the people around me, and um, I've been blessed to, to sit here on this pedestal today. How old were you when you signed your first autograph? Maybe like a sophomore in high school. Okay. And how did you not get a big hit? You seem so <laughs> grounded, so just very real, very genuine. <laughs> Yeah, I say I've been raised right. Yeah? What was the message from mom and dad? Um, be humble in everything that you do. And, um, you know, I always work hard and I always appreciate everything. And um, I've just been raised right, man. I mean, it's, it's so many different messages that I've learned from my parents, my brother, uh, my grandmothers, um, so many people. And um, I've just always been a well-grounded guy. Never get too high, never get too low about anything. I just try keep the main thing the main thing and uh, keep it rolling. Let's talk a little bit about football. We're here at the end of the preseason. Tell me about the progress that you've made and that the offense has made. I think we've taken huge steps. Uh, we've taken huge steps um, from run game to pass game to everything. From learning the scheme, um, I know that's always a big challenge. Um, coming into another year, learning the scheme personally, but the team as well. So taking their coaching, applying it to the field, and just growing with every day. Um, you've, you've called yourself coachable. What, what does that mean? That you that you are, are there some guys who maybe aren't coachable? I mean, what does what does it mean to be coachable? Yeah, you you can't be stubborn. You know, nobody typically. I mean, nobody really likes new things or changes, but it's something you have to persevere through. And when I say that, you have to um, be selfless. You can't be stubborn, and um, be willing to to take the coach and be willing to grow. There is a, a story that you are often walking through the hallways. And you'll see Devontae Smith or Jalen Rager or one of your receivers, and you'll pop them a quiz. Um, why do you do that? What kind of response do you have? And do you feel like it, it builds chemistry? I think it builds chemistry. <laughs> Man, chemistry comes from so many different things, but it's, it's not about me quizzing them or trying to see what they know. Um, we obviously want to be on the same page with everything we do because uh, we want to do big things, and you have to be on the same page to do those things. But... It can come from me beating up on Smitty and Domino's <laughs> or, uh, you know, just kick, kicking it, hanging out, eating food together and, and having fun, talking and uh, fellowshipping. So um, it comes in a ton of different ways. A couple more before we let you go, and thank you very much for your time. Uh, funniest guy in the locker room? Funniest guy in the locker room, Lane Johnson. Okay, I've heard that, I've heard that a couple times. Uh, best... best non-football performer, that's non-football talent in the locker room. Uh, we, we all know Jordan Malata can sing. Um, he got an Oklahoma Sooners jersey on over there. Yeah. Yeah, I know. He's Oklahoma, number one Oklahoma Sooners. Boomer!
<laughs> Eagle's hat and a, see that? That's so cool. You see that? You just made that young man's life right there. That's a beautiful thing. <laughs> I love that you do that. Um, okay, so you know, so you're saying Jordan Mulata's got the. Yeah, uh, he can sing for sure. Uh, messiest locker. Messiest locker. One of those old linemen. <laughs> well, the old listen. The old the relationship that you've had <laughs> well, with they the got, they're, they're, they're the oldest though, so they got the most stuff in their That's locker right. from Kelsey's over the years. Got Ten years worth of stuff in there. Um, right, finally, here, Jalen. Um, goals, aspirations that you have for for 2021. 2021, uh, we want to win. We want to we want to win big. We want to continue to grow. Uh, take the steps we need to take take every day. You know, but we want to win. You know, and to to do that, um, you have to put your daily deposits in and. Um, understand hey, rent is due every day. Rent is due every day. Attack every day. Um, come in with the right mentality, the right approach to everything, and just attack every day. But I, I think we're heading in the right direction with this thing. I'm excited. Beautiful. Jalen Hurts, Eagles quarterback, joins me. Thanks very much. Thank you. Jets practice is over. The Eagles on to the preseason finale. Thanks for joining, everyone. Thanks very much to Jalen for doing that. Now, Ross Tucker, we're getting ready for preseason game number three, the finale. Eagles have... Geez, two weeks after this to get ready for the regular season opener. Very important two weeks. What do we expect in this preseason finale? The Eagles looked so just not into it last week against the Patriots. 35-0. Nobody happy about that. Big picture, though, no injuries. Now, we don't expect starters to play. You never know, I guess. Ross Tucker, the Eagles' television analyst in the preseason, discussing the Eagles in this preseason he's seen so far and what to expect against the Jets. Eagles have been much more pleased with the way they've played in these practices, these joint practices, than the way they've played in the preseason games. So I wonder if you're a coach, uh, if you're Nick Sirianni, what are, you, what are you thinking about right now? What are you thinking about this football team heading into the preseason finale? I think he's probably feeling pretty good about him, Dave. I mean, I don't want to put words in his mouth, but the fact that they have performed as well as they have in the joint practices, and and frankly, I'm not even taking that from anything Sirianni has said. Anybody that's been in attendance, including me, at at some of the Patriots ones, and then everybody that's watched the joint practices against the Jets, it's been pretty universal that the Eagles have gotten the better of that action. So if you're Sirianni and that is the biggest sample size you have regarding your starters against other team starters, I think that the coaching staff, and they're probably feeling pretty good about it. I think they probably should. Yeah, and the, the work against the Jets this week impressive. I, I still don't think Fletcher Cox has been blocked all summer. But can you explain, Russ, to the casual fan maybe why, who's sitting there going, hey, I want to see better results in a preseason game. The practices are just practice. Why, why in this new world NFL are these joint practices so valuable? Yeah, it's a great point. And honestly, like for the fans and even for you know me doing the telecast, it'd be great to see the starters a lot. And it'd be great to see the Eagles – you know, not lose like they did against the Patriots because that's the only time the fans get to see them in uniform, out there on the field, where they're keeping score. But you really can't control the environment in a preseason game, meaning everything is live, and there are lots of guys getting blocked low, 
There are guys going to the ground as people are being tackled. And you're always going to be much more likely to suffer an injury when the action is live, like it is in a preseason game, than when it's a little bit more controlled like a joint practice. You're still getting 99% of what you get in a game in those joint practices, but you're not getting the low blocks and you're not tackling to the ground, so you're not getting the same susceptibility to injury as you would. Because you know how it is, Dave. So often, I can tell you as a lineman, it got me twice, once in college, once in the NFL, some guy fell down on the back of my knees. One time it was a running back, one time it was a fellow lineman, hit me in the side of the knee and tore my MCL. That's so often how those injuries happen. And if you don't have the live tackling or the low blocks in the joint practices, you're able to get really the crux of the work in without exposing your players to those sort of uh, friendly fire and unnecessary injuries. And also in those practices, you're able to run more of what you might run in the regular season, more scheme-wise, more you know, taking a look at, at players in different situations, because that film is shared only between the two teams participating in the practice. A preseason game, everybody in the league is – is watching that, and so they're making so that's why everybody keeps it so vanilla. I just think that's an important point for fans to understand that in practice, you actually, really, in a lot of ways, from a from a diagnostic standpoint, you're doing what you would normally do in the pre in, in the regular season. It's much more realistic. Yeah, and you know what else, Dave? Um, you can actually schedule the exact situation that you want, whereas in a game, you can't schedule it, right? Like. You know, in the joint practices, they've done it. Okay, we're at the 25-yard line. We're down eight points. There's 40 seconds left. Like You can do the exact that you want to practice. And these coaching staffs get together, and they discuss what situations they want to put their teams in. So they both know. In a game, look, if you get no yards on first and second down, it's third and ten. You know, like Nick Sirianni can't call a timeout in a preseason game and say, we really want to work on short yardage. Can we do third and two instead? It doesn't work that way. Okay, so, Ross, we are getting ready for game number three, the preseason finale. Uh, uh, let's talk about a couple positions that, that might have some competition for roster spots. And we don't really need to get into names specifically, but to me, wide receiver, uh, we'll go with four names that have made the team. Devontae Smith, Jalen Rager, Quez Watkins, and Greg Ward. After that, to me, Ross, it seems like there's something to play for on Friday night. I would agree. And, and, and remember, that to me, Dave, is really what Friday night is about. And that's what I hope everybody understands. You know, even the rookie minimum, I think, Dave, is over $500,000 now. The practice squad is $9,200 a week for the 18 weeks of the season. And if you get cut, you get $0 and zero cents, right? So the guys that we know uh, will play a lot Friday night, just because that's the nature of preseason games, are the guys that are trying to either get on the roster, is it in the practice squad, get on the practice squad, is it getting cut? And I think the Eagles probably have a decent idea on a lot of those spots, but 
it's like anything in life, man. How you finish matters. How you finish matters a great deal. And I think that that's what the coaching staff and the front office will be looking for. Hey, when these guys got a lot of playing time and it was on the line, this guy stepped it up and this guy didn't. So absolutely, I think there's a lot of position groups where you can say that. And receivers, certainly one of them, because there's a bunch of young guys in the mix. And, you know, there's so many factors that go into play. Uh, You know, how many tight ends do they keep? Uh, You know, what type of receiver are they looking for? And frankly, you know, for the guys that aren't the top four that you just named, how much do they contribute on special teams is a major factor. And then, Ross, finally, I, I think Eagles fans also need to understand that this defense, we've got some competition in the secondary, of course. They're going to see, I think, the, uh, the Jets' number one draft pick, Zach Wilson, the quarterback, second pick overall in the draft. What are your, what are your thoughts on Zach, and what kind of challenge will that be? A great challenge for the Eagles' secondary. Well, I, it's funny. I talked about Zach Wilson this week on the Ross Tucker podcast with both Chris Sims and Greg Cosell, Dave, he's been the most impressive rookie quarterback so far. I mean, he looks really smooth. He looks really comfortable. He's going through his reads quickly, and his arm is outrageous. You know, I mean, he looks so young, Dave. I mean, he looks just like the kid that that gives me my Chick-fil-A down the street. He looks like he's 15 years old, and he is out there just ripping it, man. I mean, he is very talented, very gifted, and – It's going to be a real challenge because he has torn up both defenses he went against, the Giants and the Packers. I mean, he made the Packers look bad. Yeah, and Jonathan Gannon hasn't. We haven't seen any blitzes from him. It's really really relying on a four-man pass rush. So somehow the Eagles really have to get after Zach or it could be very challenging for the secondary. There's no question, And, and that's been a real struggle for the second and third team defensive lines. I'd like to see some of those guys step up and get some pressure Friday night. Well, Ross, I will see you at MetLife Stadium. Preseason, only three preseason games, two weeks from the end of the preseason until the beginning of the regular season. Very valuable time. Coaches are really going to use that time to fine-tune their team. I mean, that's all closed. Practices are all closed to the media. I think that's right. That's where they're going to get really intense and really direct their attention toward the Atlanta Falcons. Oh, yeah. I mean, starting next week, they'll be working on the Atlanta Falcons every day. That's how it works. Ross, thank you very much. Have a great day. My pleasure, Dave. You know it. Anytime. And that will do it for this episode of the Eagles Insider Podcast presented by Lincoln Financial Group. I'm Eagles Insider Dave Spadaro. Thanks to everyone for being part of this throughout the preseason. It's gone very well. We're ready for the regular season, aren't we all? Thanks to Ray Doyle. Thanks to Julie McLaughlin, and of course, thanks to the producer, Peter Kelly. Thanks to all of you for joining. If you have a moment to drop a five-star review, we would appreciate it. You can check out that link in the details section of your podcast library. Eagles insider Dave Spadaro saying thanks, everyone, for joining. Have yourselves a great Eagles day, and as always, fly, Eagles, fly. E-A-T-L-E-S, Eagles!